Welcome to Special Programming, produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. In this course, SCI 3101, the Public Communication of Science, undergraduate science students learn skills related to communicating their knowledge to non-specialist audiences in the general public. That's us. As one of their assignments, they are tasked in pairs or alone to produce a five to eight minute podcast on any scientific topic of their choice. Using any approach of their choosing, the students were to produce a short media clip that would be informative, accessible, and interesting to an audience from the general public. In this series, we have stories, interviews, and conversations that range from COVID vaccines to black holes in the universe. A Florida woman walks into a bar. Huh? Hang on a minute. A Florida woman walks into a bar sits down and orders some old crow bourbon with a shot of pickle juice on the side. I would expect nothing less from a Florida woman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the bartender, Reggie Cunningham, was naturally a bit confused, uh, but the woman swore on it. And so he joined her at the bar, poured the bourbon, and followed it with a shot of pickle juice. And thus was born the pickleback. So it's just a shot chased by pickle juice? Yeah. I mean, it's not usually... It's now it's usually whiskey followed by a shot of pickle juice. And I guarantee to you, it's the most amazing thing you'll ever have. I'm not quite convinced. I'll admit I was skeptical at first too, but once you down the pickle juice, it's like the whiskey never existed. And the most interesting part, this is probably not a good thing, but I don't get a stomachache from picklebacks and the hangover seems to be much better. So it got me thinking, why is this? What is a hangover? The, th- the only things that I know about hangovers are all the secondhand information like Drink a lot, don't get dehydrated, eat food, etc., etc., etc. All right, well, let's talk about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of our podcast, where we take an in-depth look at science present in our everyday lives. My name is Marcus, and that wonderful story we just heard was brought to you by my co-host, Kieran. Kieran, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm having a pretty good day. In today's episode, we will be discussing hangovers, what causes them, why they make you feel so awful, and finally, ways to prevent slash cure them. Additionally, we will discuss crazy remedies for hangovers and if they are true and backed by science or if they are frauds. So, Kieran, I imagine you have experienced some pretty awful hangovers after a big night out drinking in the past. Occasionally, occasionally. At least before the pickleback. As a scientist yourself, have you ever wondered how does drinking alcohol affect one's physiology? in order to cause typical symptoms of a hangover? Well, I kind of have, uh, but usually when I'm hungover, my main focus is survival and maybe a bit of regret, but let's hear more. Okay, well, first of all, for those of you that are listening, which we may be unaware of of what a hangover is, uh, basically it's a term used to describe the sick feeling one gets the day after drinking. Typical symptoms of a hangover include headache, fatigue, nausea, stomach aches, muscle aches, and much more. But how is consuming alcohol able to cause so many of these terrible symptoms that make you feel so awful? Like, what actually causes the hangover? Well, because the hangover is such a broad concept, there's really a lot of things that can cause these symptoms. The leading theory is acetaldehyde, which is a byproduct of alcohol being processed in the liver by the body. It's a lot more toxic than alcohol itself. An excess amount of acetyl 
of acetaldehyde will be converted to into acetate by the enzyme enzyme ALDH. The acetate will then join and become part of the tricarboxylic acid cycle, where an excess of CO2 will be produced as a byproduct. This ex excess of CO2 will bind to the hemoglobin component of red blood cells, which will make it more difficult for the blood to circulate oxygen, as there will be less red, less red blood cells readily available to do so. This will lead to tissues like the brain and muscles to be oxygen-deprived, causing headaches and muscle aches as well. Okay, so it's not the alcohol itself that damages your body, but it's what the body does with it? Yes, and it can be even worse because this molecule can damage cells by binding to DNA and proteins as well. Whoa, that sounds like some pretty serious stuff. Okay, but wait a minute. I always thought hangovers had something to do with dehydration. Sort of. There was a study that found no correlation between the dehydration-related hormone called vasopressin and how bad the hangover was, but that's not to say dehydration isn't part of it. What do you mean? Alcohol's dehydrating effects stem from the fact that alcohol is a diuretic. Physiologically, the diuretic component of alcohol causes the kidneys to produce more urine. With more urine being produced, one would have to go pee more often. This would flush extra salts and fluid out of the body, causing dehydration, which leads to symptoms like fatigue, headache, and thirst. Okay, interesting. But what about some of the other symptoms, like stomach aches or nausea? Stomach pain is usually associated with having a hangover as well and is one of the most common symptoms. Stomach pain after drinking alcohol occurs because the alcohol that goes into the stomach is slightly basic and the stomach wants to maintain its homeostatic acidity. Homeostasis is when the body maintains stable conditions necessary for survival within the body, right? Yes, exactly. And since the base of the alcohol is neutralizing the acid, the stomach then detects this drop in acidity and signals the parietal cells located within the stomach to generate more hydrochloric acid. The only issue with this procedure is that, would, is that what generally occurs is that the level of acidity is restored relatively quickly, but the stomach keeps producing more acid and overcompensates for its previous drop in acidity. This causes the pH of the stomach to drop below normal levels and the stomach becoming extra acidic. The pain is caused by excess acidity and is why you may experience a slight burning sensation in the stomach after a night of drinking. Okay, that's interesting. I think I'm starting to understand what actually causes this, but how would you prevent it? Well, most of the stuff you can do starts the day of. So basically, don't drink? <laughs> yeah, that's one, that's one option that would certainly work. But I'd imagine people looking for a hangover cure don't want that answer. True. So what are the steps? Well, you can stay hydrated to prevent dehydration, of course. Eating before and after also helps prevent alcohol from metabolizing too fast. Also, hangovers are much worse if you smoke while drinking, get too little sleep, or, or drinking drinks with congeners. What are congeners? Those are things that are produced during fermentation that aren't ethanol. Like what? So there's a bunch of different byproducts that are produced, but some examples will be methanol, acetaldehydes that I mentioned earlier, other types of alcohols, and tannins. Ah, tannins. The stuff in red wines. I do like my red wines. Yeah, red wines sadly have lots of tannins, but dark alcohol has other congeners. Beer and vodka have the least. 
Ah, my two least favorite types of alcohol. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense, but drunk people are notoriously irresponsible. What if you didn't do any of this and wake up the next morning with a pounding headache and a horrible hangover? What can you do? Definitely do not take Tylenol. Mixing Tylenol and alcohol can lead to liver damage, but having a big breakfast is good as well as trying to get lots of sleep. Is there anything else? A way to combat this would be to make sure you are properly hydrated before you begin drinking. As well, it will help reduce the dehydrating effects. In addition, while you are drinking, make sure to consume some water in order to replenish the fluids that you are losing. This will reduce the diuretic dehydration effect. Okay, this is good to know. Now, I have heard some weird stuff about hangovers and drinking. Like what? Okay, well, as you know, people have been drinking alcohol for as long as there have been people. Research done at Penn, Penn Museum in Philadelphia says that the oldest alcoholic drink recorded was from China between 7,000 and 6,600 BCE. Wow, that's crazy. That's so long ago. How do they know that? Yeah. Well, they actually chemically analyzed pottery to find organic compounds that were absorbed or pressed to the surface of the pottery itself. Um, I think this first one was made from rice, honey, and hawthorn fruit, or grapes, depending on the type. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is that people have been dealing with hangovers for a very long time. And there are quite a few myths about them, so I'm curious how much water some of them hold. Like, uh, which ones, for example? Well, what about the hair of the dog? Drinking alcohol the morning after. Everybody knows this one, but to me it always sounds like a bad idea. Uh, but there are so many incarnations of this across the globe. Bloody Marys, a prairie oyster, Irish coffee. Well, that's not necessarily recommended, but that, that may make people feel better because it helps prevent alcohol withdrawal. Hmm, that does not sound like a good idea then. <laughs> but back to the pickleback. Why do I feel so much better after drinking those? That could honestly just be a coincidence. On Although there are electrolytes in pickle juice, there isn't really any research that it can reduce the hangover. Hmm, well, I mean, it's not going to stop me. Okay, well, now that you know what a hangover is, I have a question. Do you think we should have a cure, like a pill or a drink that clears it right up? Well, it's interesting that you brought this up. I read a study from Utrecht University that found most people would take a hangover cure if it was available, but most people wouldn't increase their alcohol consumption if it was available. Hmm, I wonder why that is. <laughs> I mean, most people surveyed said they wouldn't increase the alcohol consumption because it was bad for their health, obviously, uh, and that the risk of hangover isn't really the primary factor when they're considering how much to drink. That's pretty interesting. Well, there's one scientist named David Nutt who hopes to be done with the hangover. Do explain. He's working on a molecule he refers to as Alcosynth, which binds to those GABA receptors like alcohol does, but it doesn't have the damaging effect that alcohol does. Hmm, I'm not sure I would even have that if I could, but I'm glad that you brought up the alcohol's bad effects. We should probably talk about those. Yes, of course. Throughout this podcast, we've been dis discussing ways that could potentially make you feel better after drinking, almost encouraging you to go out and binge drink. But I believe a disclaimer about the negative effects of consuming alcohol is required. Definitely. There are many negative short-term and long-term effects associated with drinking alcohol. Some of the negative short-term effects of drinking alcohol are obviously hangovers like we just have discussed. And as well, overconsumption can lead to lack of coordination and extremely poor decision-making. As well as alcohol poisoning. Um, but some of the long-term chronic effects of drinking are addiction, damage to the liver uh, from this overworking it because it constantly has to break down alcohol, 
development of chronic diseases like heart disease, being more likely to have a stroke, as well as more likely to develop various types of cancer, like throat, mouth, liver. Yeah, we just wanted to be transparent with you guys and advise that drinking pickle juice with your alcohol does not make you immune to these conditions and to drink responsibly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of our podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed it and learned something new, fun, and interesting, and we will catch you next time. You just heard one episode in a series of podcasts produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. 